Okay, lads, so to get us going, I'm going to rhyme off a list of countries. Big deep breath. <gasps> Germany, UK, Finland, Romania, Austria, Switzerland, France, Portugal, Belgium, Czech Republic, Georgia, the Netherlands, Spain, Ireland, Lebanon, Israel, Canada, United States. Okay, that's not an exhaustive list, but all those countries are countries who have had lockdown protests this year, say, okay, in the last month or two, the start of 2021. And I've mixed feelings about them, to be honest, because there's a certain fraction of these people who think that COVID is a scam. They don't think it's real and they think the whole thing is fake. Now, I personally would recommend that if it's so fake that they should rec- that they should go and volunteer at a local hospital and they won't need any of the, the PPE gear because it's invented. They won't, nothing's going to go wrong. So go and volunteer in a hospital. But aside from the few crackpots who don't think it exists, another group of them think that it's just a plot basically by big tech or big government or big pharma or whatever it is to sell vaccines or to just divide and conquer, to keep us in our place, to further domesticate us, to use my terminology and all that jazz. And then there's a another cohort of people who have a rational, logical and reasonable approach to the whole thing and think that the cure is worse than the disease, basically. And I haven't attended any of these lockdown protests. I don't intend to uh, attend any of them. But I respect people's rights to protest. And I say, to a certain degree, fair play to you, even if you're a bit of a crackpot. Because if you're a bit of a crackpot, you don't think you're a bit of a crackpot. Okay, if you're out protesting, you're doing you're doing good work as far as you're concerned, and there's something to be said about that. I don't have to agree with you, but you're doing something about something you feel strongly about, and that much I can support. But there's something there's something about the timeline of all of this because I haven't protested, I'm not currently protesting, and I don't intend to protest. However. If we're in the same spot in two years' time, will I protest? What if we're in the same spot in five years' time? Okay, what if my now three-year-old daughter is eight and she's never had anything remotely resembling a normal life, whatever that is? Will I protest then? I would imagine... I don't know when, but I'd imagine at some point they're going to fucking say, lads, like, Jesus, like, something more has to be done. You're, you're, presumably a point will come in time when it gets mismanaged so badly that I'd be protesting the validity of our government. Maybe more so than protesting wearing masks or protesting lockdowns or whatever else. I'll be protesting the validity of our government. I want to, I'll want an election or something. I want, I want to kick these cunts out and start from scratch if at all possible. Now, I don't think that's a, a good way of going about things, but it's better than just sitting there and being repeatedly beat over the head with a stick. Now, on the timeline end of things, there's something that's relevant. Anybody that's listened to me for any length of time will know that I have a big interest in psychology. And within the field of psychology, psychology, within the field of psychology, there's what's called the big five aspect scale. It's a personality scale. And the big five are 
neuroticism, agreeableness, conscientiousness, extroversion, and openness. Okay, now each one of those is split into two, and I'm just going to rhyme them off very quickly. Neuroticism is basically not how neurotic you are, but how sensitive you are to negative emotion. So there's a scale of how easily upset you are. And if one is you don't get very upset and 10 is you get upset all the fucking time. Most people are, you know, most people are there, they're about to the five. Some things pisses off, some things don't. But certain people, because of their biology and because of their environment and whatever else, they're just more sensitive to negative emotion than others. It's just, it's just one of those things. And that's neuroticism. The next one then is agreeableness, which is essentially a mixture of compassion and politeness. I don't want to get into the, the details of it, but it's essentially how agreeable or disagreeable you are. Some people will just do what you tell them to do. Go over there and stand in the wall and st- face the wall and just stand there for the next two hours. Some people are so agreeable, they'll just smile and nod and go over and do it. Other people, when you say, sorry, you won't close the door there, you're letting in a, a, a breeze and you're, you're, you're chilling all the babies that are in the room. They'll just look at you and go, no and walk off, because they're so disagreeable, and that's essentially agreeableness, so that's the first two out of the way, the next one then is conscientiousness, which is a mixture of industriousness and orderliness, industriousness is essentially how busy you are, how much shit you get done, if I was to ask you, what have you done in the last 24 hours, if you can answer me that in a split second, you're probably not that industrious, okay, but if you've got, oh Jesus, where do I start, I did this, and then I did this, and then I did that, you're a very order, or sorry, you're a very industrious person. And industriousness is one half of conscientiousness. The other half is orderliness, and that's essentially how neat and tidy you are. Now, this is fucking dumbed down big time, lads, for my own sake, if, no, if nobody else's. This ain't no degree course. But orderliness, a, a very orderly person will have a place for everything, and everything will be in its place. Somebody who's not very orderly will have a big, massive pile of clothes on the floor of their bedroom and they won't have hoovered the house in months if ever the next one then is extroversion which is essentially split between extrovert extroverted people who love the company of other people all the time and are the center of attention and just love interacting with loads of people and think that's great and then there's more introverted people like myself who far prefer the company of one other person or just be by them fucking selves and the fifth then is openness which is essentially a mixture of what's called openness and intellect intellect is essentially iq and openness is just how interested you are in things i would be off the charts open because i'm interested in fucking everything Okay, as an example, but the one thing that I want to concentrate on here is one half of conscientiousness and it's orderliness. Now, my missus, she's orderly off the fucking charts, okay? She'd sweep up your cough if she could, okay? And that's just just the way she is. It's I'm sure it's the way she's always been, okay? She's the type of person that has the dinner, has cleaned up from making dinner, before the dinner is finished being cooked. Okay, she has the pot half cleaned and in the press before the fucking spuds are ready. Okay, that's it's just the way she's wired. There's no good or bad of any of these things. It's just the way certain people are. Now, I'm quite an orderly person myself. Okay, I'm not a, a messy person. Now, the wife is probably laughing her arse off hearing that. You, an orderly person! <laughs> because the thing is, I'm just ever so slightly less orderly than her. So I'll tidy up the whole house and she'll come home from work and of course she'll see the one thing that I haven't tidied up and she'll roll her eyes and she'll go, Jesus, he's a messy prick and she'll go and she'll start tidying it up. Whereas I, on the other hand, 
will come home, she'll have scrubbed the fucking place. There won't be a fucking, there won't be a, a molecule of dust in the entire house. And of course, I won't even notice. Because as far as I'm concerned, the house would have been clean with a couple of million bits of dust here and there and everywhere. I, I'm okay with a certain amount of messiness, okay? She's not as okay. And the 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 thing that I'm labouring to get across here is some of us are more affected by certain things than others. And tidiness is just a, a good example. Think of you and your missus. A lot of fellas, I think typically speaking, broad sweeping generalisation alert here, I think women are typically more orderly than fellas. Now I stand to be corrected on that and I have no data to back that up. That's just an inkling of mine. And the stereotype that I'm going to throw out or the trope is the stereotypical wife thinks the husband is a messy prick and the stereotypical husband thinks that the wife is a clean freak or that she's got OCD or that, you know, she just she's a control freak. She she has to manage fucking everything, okay? Broad sweeping generalisation alert. But what I want to get across here and the important thing that I'm trying to get across is that it's relative. Okay, so... Certain people have walked into my home where I live with my wife and they've looked around in amazement and gone, fucking hell, look at this place. Like, it's it's spotless. There's, you know, yeah, there's a, a toy on the ground which our kid is literally playing with. Like, where's the mess? Like, you've got two small kids under the age of fucking six. Like, where's the, where's the madness? And we're just on top of our shit and that's just the way we carry on. But I'm sure there are other people that will come in and go, Jesus, like, I mean, when was the last time you polished your ceilings they're a disgrace this kind of crack and there's a continuum of uh, all the different aspects in personality neuroticism agreeableness conscientiousness extroversion and openness they're a spectrum some people are on one end and some people are on the other end and the key point of all of this is i'm not protesting but i will be in five years time and the people that are protesting now, maybe they're just a little bit something more than me. Whatever that is, I don't exactly know what it is. I don't know what part of the big five aspect scale that you would be high in that would warrant you to get out and protest. I suppose disagreeableness. So if you're low in agreeableness and you're very high, you're not high in disagreeableness I don't know if that makes sense but if you're a very disagreeable person I would imagine the people are protesting are disagreeable people I mean you would have to assume that and the reason I'm talking about this is people often view protests like that and they roll their eyes and go fucking anti-maskers or anti-vaxxers or look at all these fucking losers with their pearly spelled placards and you know have they not got jobs you know do they not care about old people and blah 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 but they lose sight of uh, of the kind of technical reason that they're out there giving out the fuck, and I think it's an important I think it's a, an important distinction that I haven't heard made by anybody else is that these people aren't they're not bad, they're just different, and they're entitled to their difference, and we have to accommodate their difference, and there's a lot of anti-protest legislation being drawn up and implemented worldwide which is clamping down not on these particular people but on protests in general and that's fucking scary that's very fucking scary because you might be all in favor of the guards coming in and breaking up all these protests but what about in 5 10 or 20 years time 
when the homeless homelessness crisis is 10 times worse than it is now unemployment's through the roof you know when the the fabric of society is falling apart and it's because our greedy government are stuffing more money than they used to into the pockets of wealthy people and just letting the poor people or the working class people go to rack and ruin you'll want to fucking protest then won't you well at least you would hope i would hope you would want to protest then But what happens when your right to protest has been so corroded over the years that you're not able to anymore? Being allowed to protest is an integral part of a functioning democracy. You have to be able to speak truth to power, as they put it. You have to be able to get together and voice your discontent at the current paradigm. You have to be able to do that. Pandemic or no pandemic. So I suppose in closing, I'd just like to ask you to ask yourself, what would it take for you to go out protesting? Or how long will you be happy enough to just kind of toe the line? And don't get me wrong, I've towed the line up until now, and I'm going to continue, my, my plan is to continue to toe the line. But I just think it's an interesting philosophical question to, to ask myself, like, how much more of this shit am I going to fucking put up with? And on that note, I'll chat you soon.